0: Yeah, so um, weather check, you can think of us like the Carfax for severe weather.
1: Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library, and today I have another great guest on. And one of the things that we have definitely enjoyed in in 2020 through the 230 plus interviews that we filmed is being able to talk to entrepreneurs from different backgrounds. And so it's always great to talk to another entrepreneur that, you know, it's figuring out something in the tech space with something, solving a problem that we all probably face, but aren't really familiar with how it gets solved. So I definitely want to welcome Demetrius to the show. So welcome to the show. Man, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, before we jump into your business, uh, I really want to talk about, you know, what was your background and kind of how did you navigate your way into, you know, starting this business?
0: Well, at the end of the day, um, my background was in finance. I started at um, a Fortune 500 bank, PNC Financial Services Group, uh, right out of college, and um, was really planning to do the accounting CPA route. Um, and that came from uh, my first job in high school was uh, working at a movie theater that uh, in a small town in Western Kentucky. That uh, a CPA friend of his, his dad was CPA, and owned the, the uh, movie theater. And so I was like, wow, you know, this guy can own a movie theater and be a CPA. I think that's probably what I ought to do. And so, um, and then had an early sort of fascination with uh, John D. Rockefeller, uh, who was also uh, a bookkeeper CPA and um, of his time. And so, um, and went on to sort of build standard oil. Um, and so, you know, that was sort of, you know, what kind of got me thinking about business. I come from a family of, of, of entrepreneurs and business owners. I'm um, with my grandfather inventing the horizontal drill for fracking. Um, but it was really sort of this idea that, okay, wait, like if I understand the financials of an organization and how the money works, then I can somewhat make an inroads on what to do next and um, and frankly you know what's interesting even as I talk to you now um, I have said in the past in other interviews like oh I didn't really have an epiphany around technology until much later but the reality was is that um, I actually joined PNC Financial Services because of one product they had this uh, product called Virtual Wallet and it was the sort of first instance of a App, mobile banking, fully integrated, move your money around, this sort of thing, and it was super easy and slick. And I thought, man, this is really cool. They've got a good thing going here, and frankly, they didn't double down on it enough um, because you know it was really ahead of its time, um, and that's the reason why I chose that job, not because I really love the banking industry. So, um, so fast forward few years later, I'm, I'm, I leave PNC. I'm running a, uh, I'm controller of a, of a roofing company um, that's chasing hail and wind storms around the United States. Um, we grow that business from 10 to $50 million a year, 4,000 projects around the country every year. And um, then I really decided, oh, okay, I can spin out. Um, so I started my first construction company, then another after that, sold both of those. Um, and then weather check sort of popped into my head as the sort of hey, we've been on the built environment side for a real long time. Now let's sort of see if we can't take that knowledge and translate it into technological solutions to solve the problems within that space. Um, and, and that's what we've been doing.
1: Okay, nice, nice. You know, how was it switching from, like I said, going from the bank to, you know, working in industries outside of banking? Was that a, a big night and day move for you?
0: It was huge, but it was a breath of fresh air, right? Like, you know, um, banks are stodgy, even the most innovative ones. And um, it was just a huge, huge, you know, breath of fresh air to be able to go out every day, be dealing with roofing projects as an example in Independence, Missouri. That was the first city that I worked in. And um, to see, you know, real customers who are really helping and try to get them to actually take an action. I mean, I think I'd done that with checking accounts and stuff, but <laughs> but this was like more tactile, like, hey, you gotta convince them to make a really big purchase, like 10 or $15,000. Um, and that was um, sort of gave me the chops um, and really um, taught me the difference between, you know, soft sale, hard sales, um, technical selling. Um, and so, Really, I'm a technical salesperson. Um, that's my method of selling, so I know a lot of information and g- can go really deep on the topic and and um, and use that to sort of convert the client and so um, that's uh it was you- it was great though I'm, i I don't regret it even a little bit. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs>
1: So, how much of that played a role into, like, I said you 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 moving on to you know starting a business on your own? Um, you know, not very much. Like, I I knew that. I mean, coming
0: from a, a family of entrepreneurs, I knew that that was somewhere in my future. Um, and so, in many ways, it was really just finding the right opportunity, right? And so, um, when I looked at the landscape of what was going on as an example in storm contracting, um, I really thought, okay, the fundamentals are sound here. Here's how we can move forward effectively. Ah, the advent of technology then really opens a new door um, layered on top of a conventional business. And so, um, you know, for me, it was like this sort of nexus of fusing legacy, you know, a legacy thing with new tech um, really sort of gives you leverage and so that's that's what we're doing.
1: okay, nice, nice. Now I'm interested to learn to hear a little bit more about you know what the product actually does and and just kind of some of the the, the use cases of.
0: Yeah, so um, weather check, you can think of us like the Carfax for severe weather. So what we figured out was that in the United States there are, thousands or millions of property owners and they buy homeowner's insurance, but there really is no voice out there for them to understand, well, when should I use that homeowner's insurance? And there are all these sort of non-obvious moments that you should be using your homeowner's insurance, but you're not, right? Because you don't think about it, because maybe you're not at your house, for whatever reason. And those often are considered acts of God meaning windstorms, hailstorms, rainstorms, snowstorms, lightning, you know, all of these different sort of things. And um, so what WeatherCheck does is it monitors your property around the clock, sends you a text message whenever one of those events occurs and then helps you through the claims filing process um, and getting you back whole really, really quickly. Um, and so, and today when I say really, really quickly, that's three times faster um, than national average, right? So. Whereas most people's claims take them 45 days to get through, weather check users normally get through their claims process in about seven to 10 days. Oh, wow. Um, wow. And so really, really fast, but it's because we do it thousands of times, right? And, um, and, more, and, and we do that by making our financing ab- available, to our users to make sure that we can procure their materials quickly and pay their contractor and all of this sort of good stuff, but all um, to the end of making sure that our users are some of the most resilient um, homeowners in the world. And so that's what we do every day for now, four and a half million households.
1: Oh, wow. That, that is, a, that's a pretty big impact that you guys are making.
0: Yeah, so it, certainly certain, some days it feels like a, a very big number, but listen, there's still um, millions of homeowners out there who you know, are still struggling through mm-hmm. the claims process with an insurance company or um, struggling to figure out what should I do next. Um, and this is certainly true for some of the areas that we live in. So one of our first um, claims that we managed was actually in North Carolina, uh, Surf City, uh on the coast uh for a property owner that was living halfway around the world wow. and you sort of think about that and you're like oh wow that that is a real thing that like people aren't always where their property is yeah. and so in, in a lot of these scenarios where people are being evacuated i mean you know frankly you and i and everybody listening to this podcast knows the story of hurricane katrina mm-hmm. and all of those people who moved to houston but then they never moved back and so in the sort of lens of climate change, what we've not only got to do is we've got to certainly figure out how to solve for CO2 emissions and all of these sort of other things and the ozone, but we've also got to deal with the damage that we've already done. And that means being responsive to what's going to happen next, right? And so weather check is a climate adaptation play um, for Hey, the events that we know that are going to be coming over the next decade, there are going to be more of them, not less. They're going to be more severe, not less severe. And so, you know, we're really here to sort of help uh, the public through that.
1: Okay, nice, nice. See, I'm curious as to, you know, we're coming up with such a great idea and a way to solve a problem for, you know, a lot of people. Um, you know, what was that journey like of, like I said, of, of getting the message out? Like how did the, you know, the, like you say, the, the customer response go? Did, was it something that they were easily able to grasp or did it take time for you to kind of build up the, you know, the understanding for what you guys were doing?
0: Well, you know, I think anybody who has had a claim, um, who has encountered a challenge with a loss like that. Certainly understands it, um, but the go-to-market strategy for us is that we go to your insurance agent, your broker, your mortgage company, your bank. And we say, "Hey, let us do this for you for your people." Right. So we're typically adding, you know, twenty to fifty thousand users at a time um, in collaboration with some existing relationship that they already have, okay. because frankly you know i i love to think that consumers are really thinking about severe weather all the time but they're not right they uh, they they're, they're busy with life and kids and jobs and all of these different things and so what we really try to do is engage through um an already known stakeholder right so that insurance agent that broker um your employer um one of these other Sort of entities where you have a much stronger bond or connection and um and then we come in and help support um through that relationship and so um you know and try not to get in the way but but make everybody sort of uh aware that you need the tool just like this one
1: awesome gotcha gotcha so now when people are you know if they're, they're they've heard about you know WeatherCheck. check they like it, is it something that they should talk to their, their insurance company about getting, or is it a tool that they can navigate to themselves? Well,
0: that's a really good question. So they can navigate up and navigate to it on their own. What we typically do is we, you come to our site, sign up your property, and then we ask you who's your insurance agent, who's your insurance company, right? Okay. Who's your mortgage company? And then what we do is we then go to your insurance company and say, hey, one of your clients just signed up for WeatherCheck. And all, when, when you do that, then that sort of acts as, um, in the industry what we call network effect um, around, oh, well, hey, 10,000 of ABC Mortgage Company or 10,000 of ABC Insurance Company's clients have now signed up for WeatherCheck. And that tells them, oh, maybe we should do something about this. Right, And then we do a little bit of, of legwork on um, reaching out to people around you who also need to sign up. So you can, you can see, uh, it looks a lot like what Nextdoor did in its early days, right? Okay. Where you got that little postcard in the mail and, hey, your neighbor just signed up for Nextdoor. Mm-hmm. Very same sort of method here um, where we're signing up, you know, um, your, your neighbors as soon as you sign up and all that good stuff.
1: Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, awesome. Now, if people are interested in you know following next door, I mean, not next door, <laughs> following WeatherCheck <laughs> and seeing what's going on with WeatherCheck. Where can they find you guys online or social media? We're all over,
0: right? So we're on Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, um, LinkedIn, um, and it's just at WeatherCheckCo um, on every single one of those platforms. But you can also visit our website www.weathercheck.co. And and frankly, the way you can think about it is, listen, we put the check in weather. We're the guys that are gonna make sure that when you actually have damage to your property, that you get the appropriate check out of that. Um, Mm -hmm. Because frankly, um, you're paying for it um, in your insurance premiums consistently. But then we're also gonna do another thing. And I think which uh, can't be underscored either uh, enough is that we're also deterring you from filing claims that you shouldn't be filing, right? That we know are going to be denied um, because it just doesn't meet the criteria um, that your carrier is looking for. And so there is a loss control and claims avoidance mechanism within this. But um, you know, I'm happy to say that for the nearly 400 claims that we filed this year, and we've had 100% claims filing success. So every wow. time we presented a claim to a carrier um, or their, their client presented the claim, it was paid every single time. Awesome. Um,
1: so yeah. Awesome. So, well, before we wrap up, one last question, I always like to ask every guest, you know, when you think about, you know, your journey of, you know, where you've been and where you are now, you know, what's two pieces of advice you would share with other business owners?
0: Well, you know, I think I, and I've said this um, quite a few times, I think, and I, and I even tell our people this today, it's like, you got to put away fear, right? Never allow fear to be the motivating factor. Right, there are a lot of things that come in business that um, are certainly um, daunting. Um, fear of a competitor, fear of not getting approved for the loan, but all of those things sort of lead to decisions that are oftentimes the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's the thing that I'm still asking myself to this day: is like, okay, am I being motivated by fear? And if I am, then I need to put away with it, you know, and and sort of. Get over it and find another motivating factor because now my thesis is going to change about um, a, you know a glass half full sort of perspective versus a glass half empty, um, and then you can move forward appropriately. Um, I think the other thing would be um, you know really around understanding your role, like know your role, know where you fit. And so, frankly, um, I'm a I'm a utility player. Um, I as an accountant was expecting to always be number three or number four down the list um, and in a team and playing on a team. Um, but it's incredibly important that every single person really do the, their own work around figuring out what really is my role? Am I number one, am I number two, am I number three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten? 10? Because frankly, what we need at this moment is more people who know where they fit in an organization and then can sort of see the opening and step directly into that role. And that's really important in early stage companies that you have people who have, aren't having an identity crisis but sort of know exactly where they are. Um, and, and frankly, that's even to the, to the CEO who's not a non-CEO, right? Like, the, hey, you might need to actually step into the CFO or COO role and go find a CEO. Um, And so, like, you know, those are the two really, really big things. Um, And then, you know, the rest is pretty easy when when people are living without fear, when they're when they have a good sense of identity um, and and introspection around themselves, then you are really sort of unstoppable.
1: Awesome! Awesome! Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, really enjoyed uh, the the interview. Really enjoyed the conversation and hearing more about your story. Hearing about WeatherCheck and thank you for sharing the advice and the tips. Been a pleasure.
0: Hey, likewise, man. I really appreciate what you're doing, and and um, you know, keep it up, man. It's uh,
1: helpful, it really is. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Talk Library. If you like our content, be sure to follow us on social media. And if you wanna see more of our exclusive content, you can subscribe and become a member on patreon.com forward slash Business Talk Library. Hey, the Business Talk Library is the place where business makes sense.